0: You have landed on the one and only podcast where you'll learn about the people and places that inspire life-changing travel. This is Dramatic Travels. Yo-ho, my friend, Aaron Schlein here, and you have landed on episode number 15 of the Dramatic Travels podcast. My guest this week is Melody Schreiber. Melody is a freelance journalist, and her work has taken her to just about every corner of the world, and Melody is also a relatively new mother. I invited Melody on the show to share her experiences and lessons learned from her many years of traveling the world as a journalist, and just as importantly, uh, her plans for her next adventures as a parent. Melody has a one-year-old son who you'll definitely be hearing from in this episode, Uh, You're really going to enjoy Melody's perspective on the world, the many ups and downs of traveling as a journalist, and there's a whole lot we can all learn as parents about kicking off our little ones' travel adventures by exploring our own backyards. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. You can find them at DramaticTravels.com slash 015. That's DramaticTravels.com slash 015. And speaking of show notes, I've made some upgrades to the show notes page. Uh, you're going to find timestamps for all the episode highlights. And I've just added a lot more links, a lot more ways to interact with the content you hear in each episode. I'd love your feedback on the show notes format. So shoot me an email, Aaron at dramatic travels.com. All right, my friend, off we go. Please enjoy my chat with Melody Schreiber. Dramatic travels family. I am super excited to introduce you to today's featured guest, Melody Schreiber. Melody, are you ready to dive into some family travel drama?
1: Absolutely.
0: Let's dive. Yes. Melody is a freelance journalist who has reported from nearly every continent, and now she's exploring her home in Washington, D.C. Melody, that's the official bio. Please take a minute and expand on your personal and business life and just tell us about your world.
1: Sure. Yeah. For about six years, I ran a nonprofit journalism fellowship where I would take journalists around the world to report. And I also did a lot of my own traveling for fun and for journalism. And then about a year ago, I had a son. We call him the little guy, and you'll probably hear him at some point in the background. Um, he he goes pretty much everywhere with me, and so we've been expanding our idea now of what travel and and roaming around the world means with with a new little family. So that's, that's sort of been my world for the past year.
0: Well, that's super cool. Yeah. And dramatic travels family. This is a three person interview. You might hear some (laughs) little baby noises in the back. Just embrace them, embrace the adorableness of it all. This is awesome. And this is also Melody walking the walk of taking little guy with her everywhere. (laughs) And Melody, we're going to get into all sorts of cool stuff about your, 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 your travels and your professional life. Uh, But I like to start at the beginning with you personally, at the beginning of your travel story. Engage those emotional memories and tell us about your earliest travel experience and why it was so special to you.
1: Okay. Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure if my earliest travel memory, I'm not actually sure where it took place, but I'll describe it to you and then you'll understand. Um, so, one of my earliest memories, just in general, is of waking up very early in the morning. It was about 6 a.m., and I remember that because there was a cl- an alarm clock next to the bed, and I had no idea where I was. I was in someone else's house. And when I asked my parents about this later, we think it's possible it was on my very first trip to California to visit my extended family. But they said, there's no way you could remember that because you were maybe two years old. But I definitely remember this experience of it being early in the morning, almost still dark, and just roaming around someone else's house. And, you know, it was was kind of a thrilling and also terrifying feeling of being somewhere just totally new, having a time change when you're a kid. And and I think I was sort of been chasing that feeling of looking for the both strange and, and, and out of place and also just really exciting new experiences my whole life.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, and it clearly started, started very young. One thing I love about this show is that I I always ask that question because it just fascinates me and I've never gotten two answers that really even resemble each other. And (laughs) and we're continuing that streak today. That's, that is so cool. So you think it was California? You think you were too, but you're still Mm -hmm. not quite sure?
1: Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, it, to me, in a way, it doesn't really matter if it was California or if it was just, you know, my friend's house down the road. Because for me, it's all about looking at the world in a new way and just kind of exploring it and sort of tapping into that feeling of this is totally new. Where am I going next? What? Where am I? And, and what are we doing here? It's just kind of looking at the world with fresh eyes.
0: Where am I? What am I doing here? That's the eternal question. And and that's one of the questions we're trying to answer here on this podcast. Not sure if we'll do it, but we can certainly try. <laughs> so again, I love those uh, those emotional sort of memories. Can you engage those again? And who is a, who's a specific person? If you can name anybody who uh, who inspired you to travel when you were young?
1: Actually, I would say to to kind of adapt on your question here. The person who most inspired me to travel actually happened as an adult. I don't remember the first time when I was a child that I wanted to travel. It's always sort of been part of who I am that I, I wanted to see the world. But it wasn't actually until I started dating this guy when I was uh, 22 um, that, that I actually realized that this is something I could actually do. So I, you know, I'm I'm dating this new guy and we're sitting in his apartment, just looking at the map and just kind of, you know, daydreaming about where we could go. Just pointing to all that. You know, I want to go to Australia. I want to go to Alaska. I want to go here and here. But we we narrowed it down to what if we went to Argentina? And I just thought it was all fun, you know. And before we knew it, we'd made these plans and then we booked tickets and then we were going to Argentina. And what I learned from that boyfriend who became my husband Uh (laughs) is that... traveling is always a possibility. It's not just a far off dream other than money. The only thing holding you back from traveling is just uh, the courage to do it and to just go for it and dive in.
0: Definitely. And just picking up that map book, just something as small and seemingly insignificant as that can make all the difference in the world just to get that, like you said, that daydreaming started to get that Mm -hmm. ball rolling, hopefully down a hill and then taking that that next step and, you know, starting to plan something. I talk about this with people all the time, that idea of just putting your intentions out in the world. If you want to travel, you know, don't keep it to yourself, shout it from, from the mountaintop and then good things will start to happen. You're, and you'll, you'll feel like almost a sense of accountability. I said, I'm going to do this thing. Now I have to go do it. And, and great things really do start to happen when you put
1: those intentions out. Absolutely. And, and if I can say, I think um, that a lot of people are intimidated by traveling, especially if you didn't do it very much as a kid. Um, and, and they kind of think that traveling might be for someone else. But really, it's for a lot. There are so many different destinations and so many ways to travel that really just the key is doing it like anything. You just got to set down and do it. And it, once you start doing it, you realize it's it's actually not that hard. Um, just go for it.
0: Yeah. You just got to step outside and and you know, what will happen will happen and we'll react to it and we'll learn from it. And your story also is particularly fascinating. And I think there's a lot to learn from your story because you started later in life, like you said, at 22. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's the, the really this segment of my audience that I'm really trying to hopefully inspire are are people who maybe didn't travel as kids or as young people. And now they have kids and they're starting to see the value in travel, but they don't have those skills in their pocket because they didn't travel when they were young. Your story Mm -hmm. shows that it's obviously never too late. Not that 22 is over the hill. I'm not trying to suggest (laughs) that, but it doesn't, like you don't have to have all the skills you're, you're never going to have all the skills, but you just, yes. you just got to get out there and you'll, you're going to learn on the fly. And it's not some special skill that for the select few. No. And, and I love that you made that point. That's a great, great mm-hmm. takeaway.
1: Thanks. Yeah.
0: Melody. I mean, you've traveled a lot. You've seen a lot and chances are there's been some low moments that have come, <laughs> come up over the yeah. years. Can you tell us about the lowest of the low Just something that rocked you and, and tell us what you learned?
1: Uh, The lowest of the low. Um, Okay. So once I was leading a group reporting trip to Tanzania, um, and I'd been surrounded by journalists for two weeks, and then for the last three days after the trip, I decided I was going to go solo. Um, So all the journalists flew off and left me. I changed hotels. And, you know, for the first time I was traveling alone, um, I'd never done that before. Um, and I, I was pretty anxious about it. But I was also like, man, I'm doing it. I'm like really rocking it. You know, this isn't as hard as I thought, which which is a refrain that I feel a lot when I travel. You know, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. This is way easier. But I, I was a little worried, you know, so I took extra precautions about being safe in my hotel and and so on. I'm like, you know, this is is going pretty well. And then at about three in the morning, I wake up to a weird sound. I was like, oh, no, someone's trying to break into my hotel room. Oh, God. And then I realized the sound was actually coming from me. It was coming specifically from my stomach. And I had a terrible case of food poisoning. Oh, all (laughs) alone all alone and I'm one of those people who really needs a mom when you get sick you know so I'm like oh my god I'm gonna die here my my boyfriend my husband's never gonna know what happened to me so you know I um, I just tried to stay calm and and kind of work through it. And uh, luckily, before I left, I had gotten uh, a course of antibiotics just in case this ever came up. Um, and so I immediately started taking the antibiotics. And uh, it it was rough. It was very rough, and I felt very stupid for traveling alone and not having anyone to, you know, pat my forehead and <laughs> tell me I <how> <laughs> was But I'm I'm really glad it happened because it taught me like, you know, I can survive almost anything. Um, and, um, you know, you just gotta be, you have to take a few preparations and, um, and, and you'll be fine. Although now that, okay. Can I, can I tell you now that I'm telling you this story that that's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me when I'm traveling. Should I tell you another story?
0: (laughs) Oh, let's, let's dig deeper. If that's not the worst, then I got to hear what's next.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you're going to think it's silly because the the thing that happens next is much worse. So I was leading another group reporting trip. This time we were in Nepal. So I'm in Nepal. I've been there for about two days. And as I'm walking across the hotel lobby, something strange starts happening. And you know when you're traveling, I feel like you're kind of like just kind of open to anything happening. You know, you're just kind of like perceiving the world with different senses. And you kind of roll with it. You're like, okay. Okay happening? Cool. Maybe this happens all the time. So what happened to me in Nepal was the floor shifted about 45 degrees. And I thought, okay, well, I'm not drunk. Um, What could be happening here? And I realized we were having an earthquake. I was in Nepal almost exactly three years ago when a 7.8 magnitude earthquake um, hit the capital, Kathmandu, and um, destroyed thousands of homes and, and um, took thousands of lives. So what do you do then, right? <laughs> I wanted to go home, you know, but there's no way to evacuate um, at that time. So instead, I kind of kicked into journalist mode and started channeling all of my anxiety and fear into reporting on what was happening on the ground. And I've reported all over almost 30 countries, I think. And that reporting trip to Nepal still stands out as my favorite because I was able to connect with people who had been through the same experience as me. In a way, it was almost like, you know, group therapy, right? Like we could all talk about what we'd been through and I could share their stories with the entire world having been through the same thing as them. And and as a journalist, that's really incredible. And just as a person, it was a really amazing experience actually to live through that.
0: Well, talk about a. An instant connection, you know, you have this shared experience with these these strangers, and all of a sudden, you're brought together by this horrific event that you all survived together, and suddenly you you obviously have something to talk about, but you have, you have yeah. this 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 strong connection that's I would imagine still exists to this day, even though maybe you haven't seen these people since.
1: Um, I have seen some of them when they're in town. It is amazing. Um, we have a connection like no one else in that I have in the world you know just to catch up you just feel like you understand each other on a level that that almost no one else in the world understands. So seeing them, I mean, it was really a bonding experience. And, and it made me realize about myself that what I really love is finding people like that and making these deep connections and sort of sharing experiences with them. Um, even in a terrible, terrible tragedy where, where you're not sure what's going to happen, those connections with people, for me, are the most important thing, I think, in life. Sorry to get real deep there.
0: <laughs> let's let's go deep as deep as we can and those relationships and those connections with people are, are absolutely huge because I've been I've been all over the world. I've been to somewhere around 51 countries. I was actually asked Hi the exact number the other day. 51 was the number I got, but I'm, I'm, I wouldn't bet my life on that number. But the point is just the people that I've met over those throughout those travels, are the, are, that's what I remember the most. It's so it's great to see all the historical sites and the museums and all the beautiful scenery. It's wonderful. It's inspirational. But at the end of the day, it's the people you remember. And that's, yeah. that's absolutely true. And uh, it's true as the day is long. So but that writing, the, the reporting back to your story from Nepal. Where can is where can we find that? I'd, I'd love to to link that up in the show notes.
1: Sure, I can send you links. Um, the stories ran in the Washington Post, The Guardian, USA Today, and a few other sites. So I'm happy to share that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And that, we'll link that up in the show notes then, because I know I'm fascinated and I'd love to read all about it. And uh, Dramatic Travels family, you'll get to do the same. Just check out the uh, the show notes page on DramaticTravels.com. So, Melody, we've heard your, well, two of your lowest moments from your travels. Let's travel to the other extreme and let's hear about an inspirational moment. What's, what's an inspirational travel moment that sticks out in your head?
1: You know, I I don't want to talk about getting sick all the time because that's actually not very representative of my travel experience. I've been very lucky in staying healthy while traveling. But on that first trip to Argentina with my then boyfriend, I had really terrible allergies. And it was at the time um, when everyone was paranoid about swine flu. So I was, of course, convinced I had swine flu. And my boyfriend took such incredible care of me um you know he we were stuck on the runway uh for for one of our flights and he was like flagging down flight attendants she needs water we need to take care of her and this is very unlike my my husband (laughs) I should tell you he's very shy um so he's not the type to flag down strangers but just um that was a huge bonding moment in our relationship and I think that. What it what I learned from it is, you know, you there you can't there are many people in the world that you would maybe not be able to travel with. And when you can find the people who you just gel with when you travel, who, you know, have the same interests and the same approach to traveling, you know, hold on to those people or marry them if you
0: can marry them and that's exactly <laughs> what you did and that's so true that's not a point that's ever come up uh, on the podcast it's just that concept of the people the, who, the people whom you travel with because mm-hmm. I, I have a group of friends that we travel with almost exclusively when we're traveling with friends You know, outside of just our immediate for my wife and myself and our two kids we have just a couple people that we travel with and We've sort of tried other friends on, so to speak, in traveling, but it just, you know, it's not that we didn't enjoy their company, but for whatever reason, it just, our styles were different and it just didn't, uh, I can't, it just didn't feel right. I can't, there's not really a better way to describe it, but you find those people and you just like, you're my traveling folks. We, we roll Mm -hmm. together and uh, it's just, it's, it's really cool when you can find those people.
1: Yeah. And I love how everyone travels differently. You know, some people love museums and and going out for dinner and other people like me, you know, love backpacking and kind of getting as far off the grid as possible. And when you find those people, it can be so amazing. And it makes your travel experience so much richer to kind of have the same people, you know, are enjoying it as much as you. It's really nice.
0: Definitely. Just one little, I guess it's a tactic or a tip when, when you do travel in larger groups of people with you know, just this wide variety of, of interests ranging from, I just want to sit by the pool all day to, you know, I want to climb a, I want to climb a mountain. We, we stick to cruises mm-hmm. up for that. Cause that just kind of seems to have something for, for everybody. It's not the most exotic or mm-hmm. inspiring experience, but it does tend to have a little something for everybody and nobody gets their feelings hurt when you don't spend every minute together.
1: That can be really nice having private time too.
0: <laughs> yeah, private no, Nothing wrong with a little private time. Melody, let's shift to your your business and your writing, and then uh, also over the course of this discussion, I want to definitely get to an exciting announcement you have coming up. I'm going to let you make that announcement. I don't want to steal your thunder, but take us to take us back to the beginning of your writing career and how you got started and how that progressed.
1: Oh man, that's a big question. <laughs> um,
0: I was sick in a hotel by myself.
1: All right, <laughs> how journalists are born. Um, So, um, yeah, I've always wanted to travel, and so I was really very excited to begin working for this um, international journalism organization and um, at the time I was just doing communications for them but soon it it sort of evolved into leading these group reporting trips and so I learned so much from watching journalists um, report and um, sort of adapt to new environments and then when I began reporting myself on my own trips and later on other group reporting trips um I uh I I felt like I already knew the ropes. So that was really neat. Um, So I have reported primarily on health and climate change internationally. Um, When I... Let's see, in 2016, I was packing to go to the Arctic, and um, you know, it was about two days before my flight was supposed to take off. And so I'm running around trying to assemble everything because in the Arctic, you don't have a lot of stores. So I was trying to make sure I had everything. And uh, suddenly I, th- I thought of one more thing, and a few hours later, I realized I was pregnant. So <laughs> um, I took along a little extra. Um, baggage there. Um, and, uh, reported from the Arctic, um, with, um, that was the baby's first reporting trip.
0: Wow. So little guy's been to the Arctic in the, he stayed nice and warm, but he was there.
1: He, you know, he loves the cold and I think it's that (laughs) he loves, I call him my little Arctic baby because he just loves cool breezes. Um, and then when I was about, uh, seven months pregnant, I, um, also went to Hawaii. So he's also been to the, <laughs> the tropics.
0: <laughs> well rounded. Really baby. Loves, I love it.
1: I, I know. He's, he's my little traveler. We're gonna, we're gonna go everywhere together. <laughs> So I was able to report from the Arctic and from Hawaii, which um, was really exciting as I was worried that being pregnant and then having a baby would um, negatively affect my career. But it actually sort of has made me more adventurous and more um, focused on doing what I want to do now. Um, it's sort of sharpened my focus a lot.
0: Well, speaking of what you want to do now, I'd love to <sighs> give you the opportunity to share your future plans.
1: Yeah. So um, I mentioned that uh, I've been exploring my own backyard as it were around DC. So I'm really excited to announce I'm going to be launching a podcast about uh, that very idea of exploring your own backyard, especially with a baby in tow. Um, and we're going to focus on local day trips around DC. And then as the little guy grows, maybe we'll get more adventurous and, and wander a bit more, but um, the, t- the podcast will focus on how to um, how to change diapers on the trail and um, local museums that you can go to that are kid friendly. So it should be pretty fun.
0: Such a cool idea, and I love that you're starting so young. So you can, like we talked about earlier, you can learn as you go and and share your your ups and downs and your wins and your losses with your with your listeners. And it just it's going to be so much fun to follow you on that journey. Melody and I actually connected through. Nicole Melanchon, who was my very first guest on the Dramatic Travels podcast. And Melody and I chatted a couple weeks ago about getting her podcast off the ground. So I'm super excited to hear that it's happening. Melody, what's, it, what's the podcast going to be called?
1: It's going to be called The Next Adventure.
0: The Next Adventure with Melody Schreiber. I love it. And uh, when, uh, when can we tune in?
1: I uh, think the first episode should go up in the beginning of June. Um, And when I have the website ready, I'll send it to you for the show notes.
0: Well, that's awesome. So uh, we're going to step aside for just a minute. I'm going to introduce the Dramatic Travels family to my nonprofit partner, and then we're going to be right back. And Melody's going to be teaching some travel lessons. Stick with us. Flight is a nonprofit profit organization that empowers students in underserved communities through transformative travel experiences. I believe in flight because I believe that every student deserves a chance to expand his or her global education regardless of where they come from or how much money they have. I encourage you to visit DramaticTravels.com flight. There you'll find links to join the flight community and donate to this fantastic organization. That address again is DramaticTravels.com slash flight light dramatic travels family we are back with melody schreiber and my friend it is time to turn up those earphones because melody is going to be dropping some travel lessons melody how do you best capture your travel memories and do you have any tips about how to use your method effectively
1: well um my number one way of capturing memories is having a cell phone that. Um, either that you're using um, on Wi-Fi at the hotel or you can even get a local sim while you're traveling um, and you can upload to social media but my favorite way of capturing memories is actually to write an email home I know it's old-fashioned but I write an email home every night just kind of you know it's not even like today I went here and we saw this it's more trying to capture how you felt um, and sort of the the random things that happen when you're traveling, little anecdotes. And I love going back and reading that and kind of getting into, you know, not just today I went to the Hagia Sophia, but, you know, it's so immense and seeing so many people also enjoying it for the first time. It's really nice um, to go back and look at that. And I just send it to, you know, friends. It's not for public consumption,
0: <laughs> but that's, that's super fun. I have a similar, a similar tactic, that I like to do, we send, we actually send postcards home to ourselves. We don't, we don't do it every day and we just write, we don't really put too much thought into what we're writing. Just kind of just a quick brain dump, two or three sentences, whatever, you know, sometimes it's something as silly as a joke or I met this man today and he said, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then you send it home and then when you get back and you open your mailbox, you get the postcard, you read it and instantly transported back to the moment when you were writing it. And I remember, you remember exactly where you were, what you were doing, who you were sitting with. It's crazy. And it works every single time. We just did it recently over this past weekend. We spent the long weekend in Yosemite national park, which is about three hours uh, from where I live in Sacramento. We sent a card home to ourselves. It came yesterday and we sat down and looked at it together. And it was just, I remember, I remember exactly what we were doing, where we were. It was just, it's crazy how that works.
1: That is such a cool idea. Um, and then, I mean, you have, I don't know if you're into scrapbooking or, or one day you can just find like a shoebox full of all these memories and just be transported. That is so cool. Now, I, I want to ask you about a tip on that. Um, I was I've tried to mail postcards in the past, and usually I just pay someone at the front desk of my hotel. And I'm not sure that's the most reliable way because they usually don't get home. So how do you send them? Um, if you're traveling internationally,
0: typically in my experience, you can buy stamps at the place where, where you bought the postcard, they'll often sell stamps. Mm-hmm. If it's a, if it's a gift shop or, or what have you, and then just find a, a mailbox on the street. I mean, it's about, I can't recall ever being in a country where there wasn't just a public mailbox somewhere around, um, or the airport also the airports. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're, we're like, Oh crap, we've still got this postcard. We got to mail it and it'll drop it at the airport. And there's a, there's always one there, and if you can't count on a mailbox at the airport, then what can you count on
1: all right it's you know it's always simpler than you think it's gonna be like you just gotta do it i should I should do that more
0: yeah it's it's just a lot of fun i'm I love anything that really can take me back and trigger memories and then just for whatever reason that that pen to paper and then the act of you know dropping something in a mailbox opening your mailbox at home and looking at it or just something i- i couldn't begin to explain why it does what it does inside your brain, but it works every single time.
1: And it's a gift to yourself to connect the experience you were having with your day-to-day life to sort of remind yourself, I'm the same person. You know, Here's a letter to myself. Like, what a cool idea.
0: Yeah. And it's a gift to the, to the postal services of the world too, to keep them, keep yeah. them in business. <laughs> Melody, what's a specific life lesson or a skill that you've picked up from your travels that helps you in everyday life?
1: Yeah, so actually, when when you were talking about the postcard, um, the idea of sort of engaging the senses, I think one skill, and and I'm sorry if this isn't specific enough, but it's sort of paying attention with all of my senses, just kind of opening up and sort of looking at the world because I, I think often we don't do that, and I'm I'm sorry if this sounds really um, frou frou or new agey, but really paying attention to where you are, and I think that's a really important skill, paying attention to the way people speak to you um especially for me as a journalist just sort of looking at at um just sort of absorbing all of these details um can can be really really exciting another very practical skill is if you are traveling with a cell phone learn how to um buy and insert sim cards because that can be super valuable
0: (laughs) definitely yeah i I could, I'm sure I could figure it out, but I haven't had to change a SIM card since the old, you know, little Nokia phones. I don't know if you even remember those, but
1: oh, I, do. I haven't changed a SIM first. card in
0: many, many years. Yeah. Many hours of, uh, of snake on that phone.
1: Oh my God. I miss it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I think I could probably install a SIM card on pretty much any phone out there.
0: <laughs> well, I think that should be a t- video tutorial on your, uh, your upcoming website. I think you'd get a lot of hits there.
1: It should. It should yeah.
0: While we're on the topic of recommendations, can you recommend a travel-related book? And this is a heavy one because you are a writer, so this book recommendation is going to be huge. Listen up, folks.
1: Oh no. Okay, no pressure. Well, um, one book. This is specific, but one series that we really like. It's a guidebook series, and it's um, Hawaii Revealed. Um, there's Maui Revealed. There's Big Island Revealed. I think there's there's um, editions for every Island. And these books are so cool. They really bring you in to the best spots and, you know, we're outdoorsy. So it's the best hiking spots, best waterfalls where no one else is going. Um, other, other than other people who have the book. Um, but it's just a really, really cool series that, um, what what I love about good guidebooks is how they give you um, options for really exploring um, based on your interests. Um, and a lot of guidebooks focus more on the hotel, food, museum recommendation side of things, but really getting off the beaten path is is my favorite. So that's um, Hawaii Revealed.
0: Hawaii Revealed it is. Have you have you ever ended up at some secluded spot and you run into like one other person and they have the same book?
1: Yes. <laughs> Oh, Hawaii revealed. Oh, you too. No, yeah, but, but, you know, there's so much to do in all these books, um, that, um, it, it doesn't happen that often because everyone's off on these weird little, you know, in search of this little waterfall. So, and there are a million waterfalls in Hawaii. So generally there's enough to distract other people and, and you can kind of have time on your own.
0: Just distract the tourists. So, so we can explore the <laughs> island, our style.
1: Well, and, and the guidebook really makes you feel like a local, which I'm sure really is um, difficult for locals because they're having their best spots invaded. Um, but as a guidebook, that's, that's really an awesome feeling.
0: Right. Well, kudos to the folks that wrote Maui Revealed, Hawaii Revealed. It sounds like a pretty cool book. We're definitely going to link that up in the show notes. Check it out. Any recommendation from Melody Schreiber is going to be a good one. I can, uh, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> so Melody, you're right in the thick of of being a traveling parent. So again, I'm, I'm very interested in your take on a piece of advice for people looking to travel with their kids, people looking to inspire their kids through travel. What do you say to them?
1: Well, I think first of all, be flexible, be patient. If you're really into plans, um, if you're a parent, you already know that plans don't usually work. So have several plans and and go with it. And just remember that you're just there to have fun. So no matter how the day kind of unwinds, um, the point is that you're there. Um, and I think in a, in a broader sense for me, I I mentioned before that travel for me is about appreciating everything around you. And I think that you can instill that in kids now before you even hit the road. Um, just kind of, no one looks at the world with eyes as fresh as a kid's. And so really tapping into that and encouraging that um, throughout your kid's life. I think when they catch the travel bug that you have, um, they're really going to appreciate that skill, that way of looking at the world.
0: And they're going to think back and, Talking to you know to your little guy in twenty years and say who was your travel inspiration I think pretty good I think you got a pretty good chance you're at least in the running your husband your husband might be a might be right in the running there with you especially if he oh, sure if he he's flagging down flight attendants and and taking care of him when he's sick someday on a plane in Argentina.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he will be.
0: But I love the path that you're on. I love the message that you're, that you're bringing to the world and just that idea that you can start small, start local and just really build up the, that skill and that passion and that inspiration for travel. And I think you guys are on a fantastic path. Really looking forward to following you on your journey and Dramatic Travels family. I encourage you definitely connect with Melody and follow her on her journey as well. So, Melody, before we say goodbye, please tell us where we can learn more about Melody Schreiber and follow you on that journey.
1: Um, my website is Melodyandwords.com. Um, I'll need to send you the link for the next adventure. Um, but that will be also available in iTunes.
0: All right, that's Melody and Words, yes?
1: Yes, Melody A and D
0: words. Melodyandwords.com and and we'll, uh, we'll link up that, your podcast. It's going to be live or close to live by the time this one hits the air. So everything's going to be linked up. Head straight over to DramaticTravels.com. Check out the show notes page from this episode. Everything you need to know is going to be right there. Melody Schreiber, huge pleasure. Thanks so much for taking the time. Little guy Thank over there. Thank you so
1: there. much for having me. Yeah, and, I, I hope that <laughs> this was fun with the little guy.
0: I'm all about I'm all about experimenting trying new things let's let's shake it up that's what podcasting's all about i'm not here to to try to impersonate you know the radio djs of you know of the years gone by this is this is free will and podcasting and if we want to have if we want to have a one-year-old on the show by by golly we're gonna do it and
1: and he's making his podcasting debut today. yes
0: i'm sorry to steal that from you
1: Oh, it's okay. He'll have plenty of time in front of the mic.
0: Okay. Well, that's awesome. Super, super looking forward to that. Melody, let's say goodbye and uh, we'll be talking again soon and be sure to check out Melodyandwords.com and and straight to dramatic travels.com for the show notes page, all the links, all the resources, everything we talked about today is going to be right there. Melody, have a great one. We'll talk to you later.
1: Thank you too. Happy travels.
0: All right, my friend, I hope you enjoyed my chat today with Melody Schreiber. All the show notes from this episode are right over at DramaticTravels.com slash zero one five. And my friend, if you are enjoying the Dramatic Travels podcast, I would appreciate it so much if you just just tell a friend, just tell one friend uh, about how much you're enjoying the Dramatic Travels podcast. I'd really appreciate it. All right, my friend. Don't forget, your emotional memories are your most powerful memories. So please, put some emotion in your motion. See you later.